Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Chet, uh, Daf Tet. We will begin on Daf Chet Amur Bet. Today's Shur has been sponsored by Daniel Ben Devora. He should have success in all of his endeavors. Okay, so we were discussing Yovel, and actually we start we're starting on Daf Tet Amur Aleph on the top of the page. Um, we left off how do we know that we add it's three lines four lines down on Ted Amunalf how do you know that you add from Chol on Kodesh there's a rule that right, is that where we left off Mr. Sabak I'm sorry if you go on Ted Amunalf Okay, there's a rule in general that a person has to be mosif mechol al kodesh. You have to add from the chol onto the kodesh, and you have to add to Shabbat as well as to everything else. Where do we know this from? Okay, the Brayshim mentioned that before. It says about the time you learned in the Brayta. It says baharish ubahatzir tishpot. Now, this pasuk, if you look on the side, it says the following. And on the seventh day, you will rest. This is not the one from the Ten Commandments. And when it comes to in the plowing, in the harvesting, you should also stop and not do Malacha. Now, says the Gemara, Rabbi Kiva says, it does not, it, it's talking about Shemitah. He's understanding this, even though the Pasuk is talking about Shabbat, the end of the Pasuk, he's understanding, is talking about Shemitah. And he says the following, he says, I don't need to tell you that you can't plow and harvest on Shemitah. Pasuk says, Right? Ela, so he says it's referring to tell you that when you have a harv a, a plowing going into the Shemitah year, in the sixth year, you're not allowed to plow going into that year. And harvesting the Shemitah going out of the Shemitah. Also that that's what he says it's coming to use. Now Bishmael is gonna learn the opposite. Says Maharish Rashut, just like harvesting is optional. Right? Av Katsirashut, Now he's learning it Shabbat wise. He's not learning it Shemitah. This rabbi is learning the whole Pasuk saying the way it's the way it sounds like, which means only Shabbat. And he's saying, just like Harish, when the Torah tells you you're not allowed to plow, it's referring to Rishut, which means non-mitzvah plowing. The reason why we know it's not referring to non-mitzvah plowing is because there is no such thing as mitzvah plowing. There's no, never is there a mitzvah particularly to plow. So therefore, just like charish is a rishut, af rishut, so too when we say you're not allowed to harvest on Shabbat, it's only harvesting that's rishut. Yatza excluding ketzir ha'omer shu mitzvah. That's coming to exclude the katsir, the harvesting of the korban ha'omer wheat, because the, the korban ha'omer grain, which is mutar even on Shabbat. Now, let me explain what this means. There is something called the korban ha'omer, which is offered on the 16th day 
of the month of Nisan. That's what allows the Chadash wheat to be eaten. This Korban HaOmer, the halacha is that if the, the day that it falls out falls out on Shabbat, even on Shabbat, a person is allowed to cut the wheat. And therefore, even though it's not taking place in the Beit HaMikdash. How do we know? Because Pasuk says, Kharish is Rishut, Katsir is Rishut, telling you only Rishut and not Mitzvah. So therefore, Omer is Mitzvah, you could do on Shabbat. That's what Rabbi Ishmael is learning with this Pasuk. Again, Rabbi Akiva learned from the Pasuk before that you were not, that you're um, not allowed to plow on Shemitah. Very, very different things. One rabbi was taking the Pasuk to teach you about plowing on Shemitah, plowing on, going into Shemitah and harvesting coming out of Shemitah. The next one was not talking about Shemitah at all, he's talking about Shabbat, and he's allowing, he's allowing the Kutzir HaOmer on Shabbat. Now, tomorrow flips back the other way. So now, Rabbi Ishmael, who just said that the Pasuk is coming to teach you that you're allowed to do the Omer, Mosifim Mecholal Kodesh Minalan, where does he know Mosifim Mecholal Kodesh? Okay? How does he know that you have to add from Chol on Kodesh? Which means, it is a halakha. The, the first rabbi who spoke about Shemitah, okay, that was Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva learned about Shemitah. Now he figured. Now from Rabbi Akiva, we could figure out that the same way that he says that on Shemitah you have to add to from Chol to Kol, you have to add from the sixth year into the Shemitah, and from the seventh year into the eighth year. So too it's true by all holidays. So therefore, that's how he knows that Mosim Chololosh in general. Or Bishmael, he didn't use the pasuk for that. He used the pasuk over there to teach you about harvesting the omen on 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 Shabbat. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? How does he know that we have to add to Shabbat? Says from a brayta about Yom Kippur. What does the brayta say about Yom Kippur? It says It says that you have to pain yourself on the ninth of Tishri. We had this before, if you remember, Binyamin. Yachol, you might have thunk, that you should fast on the ninth day of Tishri. Talmud Ba'ayrav, it says, in the evening. Right? It says, Ba'ayrav, in the evening. E Ba'ayrav, if it's in the evening, Yachol, you might think you only start when it gets dark. Talmud Ba'ayrav, then it says, Ba'ayrav, how does it work? You start fasting when it's still day. And therefore, you go into it. That's why it says Tisha and Erev to tell you that you have to fast in the Erev, but you start on Tisha. That's why we know that mid the Oraita, you must add from Chol al Kodesh. Okay? I only know when you're going into Yom Kippur, you have to do it. How do we know that you're not allowed to eat exactly on the buzzer when Shabbat leaves? You have to add a little bit. It says from evening to evening. And teaches you that just like the first evening you have to add, the second evening you have to add. And the other Kippur, that only teaches Kippur. Okay, Kippur is nice. What about what Shabbatot Minayin? How do we know Shabbat? Tell me about Tishpitu. The word Tishpitu adds the Shabbats. How do you know we're supposed to add Yom Tov? Tell me about Tishpitu. Shabbatechem. Shabbatechem. Anytime you have a holiday, you have to add Michol al Kodesh. So that's how Rabbi Yishmael learns it. How does it work? 
whenever you're not allowed to do melacha, most of you are allowed to Okay. It says, So according to Kiva, who in the beginning used the Pasuk Bacharish to teach you that you add the Shemitah, how does he know that you have to, that, that, that uh, no, what does he do with the Pasuk because that pasuk that 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 uh, Rabbi Ishmael used, what does he use with it? He says, "He needs it." For Rabbi Barav says the name in from uh, from Difti. It says that you're gonna pain yourself on the ninth. Are we paying ourselves on the ninth? Isn't it true that we do it on the tenth of, of Tishri? We do Kippur. Says Ella Lo Malach comes to teach you. Anyone who eats and drinks on the ninth day of Tashri, Patuv comes to teach you. It's like if it's a zechut like fasting, like fasting two days in a row. Okay. I'm sorry. If you eat on on the, on the ninth day, it's like almost you musif on the. Yeah, it's like having another another fast. Correct. Oh, people eat, some people eat seven things. Yes, Yes. Okay, let's see. We learned in a bright time. Yovel, he, Pasuk says, it's Yovel. Now, let's say, in other words, we're asking now, what part of the Yovel is what triggers it to start. So, um, there's a few things that your veil does. Number one is, people are supposed to give back their fields on your veil. Right? Everyone knows that in the olden days, uh, people had fields they got from Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, if you sold it, if you sold the field, first of all, you weren't supposed to sell the field. The rule was, you don't sell the field unless you really need the money. Okay, You can't just sell the field because I want to go... I want to go invest the money someplace. No, if you unless you're really poor, you're not supposed to sell the field. If if you do sell the field, you're only allowed to sell it till your veil. Your veil, the money, the field goes back to the owners. That's called shemitah, goes back to the owners. Happens every your veil. That comes out that every person has less equity in his home before your veil. After your veil, you increase your equity, and it goes down as the years come closer to your veil. You have less and less equity in your home. Now. So, that's, that's uh, okay, right. And what else? What else do you do? You also have to blow the shofar. And you also have to send away the slaves. Those are three things that happen on your veil. Blow the shofar, give, give it the field, send away the slaves. So, Gemara says, Even if no one sent away the slaves, your veil hits. Even though they didn't blow the shofar. You might have thunk, Even if you didn't send away the slaves, also it works. No. That one about who? He. It says, it is your veil. It's your veil when you do this. When you set the slaves. So if people didn't send the slaves away, your veil didn't hit. That's Rabbi Yudah's opinion. Rabbi Yosef says, your veil, he. It says, it's your veil. Even though they did not send away, give up the fields, even though they didn't send away the slaves. 
Yachol Yumar Defunk Afishlo Taku, even though they didn't blow, Tamud Mot He. It's Yovel. Only when you blow. So again, according to according to the B Yoseh, and the other rabbi, the first rabbi was the B Yehuda. See, he says the main thing is blowing. That's necessary. And slaves and uh, and fields, not necessary. Okay, but you have, the blowing is what makes it go. Rabbi Uda said that the thing that makes it send was, was uh, slaves. And he says blowing and fields... Okay? Is that clear? He says slaves, he says blowing. That's the one that that's the one that needs to happen. Now says Since you have two Pesukim, one says Yovel he, sounds like no matter what it's Yovel. The other one says he, it's Yovel only when you do something. Why do I say it's Yovel even though you didn't send away to say why do you see say this? That the slaves are not important. And that you have to blow shofar. Why do I say that such a thing? We're explaining your BOC. I'll tell you why. It's possible that the world will exist without being able to send slaves away. What if nobody has slaves? Right? But there's no such thing as, blow, as a world without, without a shofar in the world that you could blow. So therefore, that's why he said, I'm, I, know, I, I understand that if I have one pasuk saying something has to be important, and one pasuk saying not, I pick the shofar, says Rabbi Yossi, because you always have a shofar, and Hashem wants his mitzvot to be always usable, so that's how I know to pick the shofar as the one that, that Hashem expects. The second shot why Rabbi Yossi picked it. He picked something that's betin appliable. The mitzvah of blowing shofar is something that always happens in a betin. The betin blows the shofar to start the yovel. So Hashem is going to give the, 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 the trigger to start yovel to who? To the people or to betin? Probably the betin. And therefore I pick blowing and not slaves or fields because this is people things and this is betin things. Okay? I cannot hear you. What did you say? No, well, I guess it's not as important. It's not them doing it. It's, they could, it's much easier than to blow shofar than to enforce freeing slaves. Okay? Says my davar Says why do we see that second thing about betin being able to do it? Yeah, the first reason. What was wrong? The first reason. Maybe you'll answer me and say, There's got to be somebody who has a Jewish slave someplace in the end of the world. Still, One's given to Betin, and one's not. Okay, good. Okay, we just explained with Yossi, right? Why he picked blowing and not saving But why did we not pick slaves and not blowing and fields? Okay, let's clarify. You proclaim freedom in the land. We hold. 
you can use the dirasha on what's before it, and not what's double before it. And therefore, if you look at the pasuk, okay, pasuk says, "Ukratem dron, v'kidashtem et shnata hamishim shana, ukratem dron ba'az dachol yoshvei yovel hitiel v'shavtem ish alechuzato v'yish mishvato tashuvu." So, right next to it, it mentions v'shavtem ish alechuzato, which means everyone goes back to their achuzat to their house. And therefore, since it mentions right in the Pasuk that people go back to the house, and people going back to the house is the slaves going back to the house, that's why this is right next to this, that's why we use it. We don't use it for what's further away, which is um, blowing the shofar. Good. Everyone agrees that the word Dirod means freedom. My master, how do you know the word Dror means freedom? The time you learned, and Dror Elishon Dror means freedom. It's like a guy who lives in a in a in a in a place to live. But he goes places everywhere else. So therefore, if you live in one place and go around, that means you're free. Okay, proof, proof that the word means free. Says the Gemara, Amar Abchia Bar Abba, Amar Abi Yochanan, Zu Diver Biudaver Biosi. I just explained you two rabbis, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yossi. Okay? You need all three. So they hold, again, let's do the third opinion. It's Hahamim. And he holds slaves blowing and fields. And they hold all, they need all of them. This rubber need only slaves, this one only blowing, and he says you need all three. Okay? Now, why? Let me just tell you that the, the slaves is the one that's closest to it. This is the fanav. Uh, the blowing is, is before the slaves, so it's pre one. And the, this is after. But he holds that the, the, the pasuk goes. Chachamim hold the pasuk goes all the ways. The fanav, the fnef, and after, and therefore all three are ma'akev and they don't work. Says Rabbi Yovel. How could they say that? It says Yovel. Yovel sounds like it works no matter what. Ha'ida field b'chutzlars. And they use the word Yovel. These rabbis use the word Yovel to exclude slave fields or blowing fields. This rabbi used the words Yovel to teach you nothing to do with this. A different thing. The word Yovel teaches you that it's Yovel, not just in Israel, even if you live in Washington D.C. So if Washington D.C. and they make your veil, you have to let your Jewish slaves go. This is only in the land. How can you say it means chutzlarts? Ha'ibiz manchin nahag diror be'eretz, nahag bechutzlarts. But manchin eno nahag be'eretz, eno nahag bechutzlarts. What meant like this? That when you, when you have Shemitah in Israel, then you have Shemitah in America. But if there's no so, when, so but there's no shemitah in Israel, and you don't have shemitah in America. So, but it works like this. Again, we have two pesukim. One is yovel he, which tells you it's yovel no matter what. Another pasuk is telling you that you, 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 you need all three. So how does it work? The way it works is like this: when when you're in America, there is no such thing as a yovel only in America that you have to send out your slaves. But if the Jews are in Israel and they're sending their slaves. Then the America have to send the slaves. That's what we learned from Yovel. Yovel excludes that. I know you have to go say Kaddish. I know. Okay. We're almost done. Just a little bit more and we're done.
Says the Gemara, Untiya. It's also for planting. Says the Minalan. How do we know that the first of Tishri is the first of the year for the laws of Orla? Because Orla starts at Orla starts at Rosh Hashanah. How do we know? Right, you know, the three years, like the fruit outside. Minalan. It's three years you're going to be Orla, that you're not allowed to eat the fruits of the tree of a tree that's planted for the first three years. This is in the fourth year, all the fruit become Kodesh. We learn Shana, Shana, where it says, we ask the same question we always do. You need us? He went down already. Seven ten. We're starting now. Okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Okay. Let's finish Shana Shana Minisan, which means one it also says the word Shana by Nisan. Who told you to connect the word Shana to Tishri? We connect it to Nisan and we can make the, the Orla at Nisan. The 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 word Shana that by by Nisan, it says lechotche hashana. So the word shana is said, but it's mentioned together with months. By Orla, it's mentioned the word shana is mentioned without months, and also by Tishri, it's mentioned without months. So we connect shana she'enim achodeshim mishana she'enim achodeshim ve'endin shana she'enim achodeshim mishana she'eshim achodeshim. We don't connect the months. That does the, the, the month with 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 chodesh to a month without chodesh. Okay, we're going to start at Tanu Rabanan at the bottom of the page. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.